If you are living from fear, living from scarcity, just check, check that because when you get the things that you're afraid of not having, you're going to check in and say, I don't understand why I'm not motivated anymore. If you want to just wake up in the morning and be a little healthier, that's very different than I want to be an Olympic athlete. I'm not saying you have to want to be an Olympic athlete. What I'm saying is what is that for you? What, what do you want to be world-class at? Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself, and one world-class guest to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket, every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. It was last week's live podcast, Transforming Fear and scarcity into abundance. Today, for episode number, I believe it's actually 940. I think the numbers are Jeff. 940, we are going to be talking about the problem with being motivated by fear. Kev, in my condo complex right mm-hmm. now, yeah, because Emilia and I live in a beautiful condo, they are doing landscaping and or something out there. Mm-hmm. Can you hear it? No, they were doing that outside our place as well today. Like they had, yeah, I was very oh, nervous. Oh, okay. Yeah, I there's a lot going on. So if you can't hear it, you can't hear it. So we're good. Cool. Okay. So I don't know how this came up. You and I were having a conversation about something the other day and we kind of had a breakthrough where some people that we know, and there's been people on the team who have been motivated by the fear of being left behind. And myself, I think, I think maybe we started with that. I said, Alan, I've always been afraid of being left behind. That's always been something that motivated me. And if I didn't start living from a place of ambition, I would be in trouble. So today we're talking about if you're motivated by purely fear, what happens when that fear goes away? You're most likely not going to accomplish your thing. If you can find a way to be motivated by aspiration, actually inspired by aspiration, you're going to have a way higher likelihood of actually accomplishing your goal. I was on, I used this story recently, but I think it's the best example for this. I was on a call with somebody recently and this person had been very, very scarce for the last uh, three or four years. And this person said, you know what? I'm actually making really good money now. My savings is growing. I'm on track to have my first $100,000 year but I feel like something is missing. I feel like I'm missing something. And as I mentioned in the previous episode, I said, yeah, you're, you're not living for something greater than yourself. You were so afraid, you were so scarce, you were so fearful that you weren't gonna be able to pay your bills that now that your basic human needs are taken care of, your fears have gone away, so your motivation has too. And now you feel lost. It happened to me, I think it happened to Alan in, in a way too, but Alan wasn't living from a place of scarcity. And I was thinking of an analogy for this. And anytime you can use a mountain climbing analogy and next level you, that's a, that's probably a good time to do it. If you start the journey up the side of a mountain and your only goal 
is to get to the next level up because there's a polar bear or there's something on this level, you're not going to get to the top. You're only going to go to where you feel safe, where you feel the most comfortable, and then you're going to lose all of your motivation. You're going to lose all of your aspiration. But if you start that journey with the only point in mind to get to the top, then you're always going to have a reason to keep going. You're always going to have enough distance between where you are and where you want to be that will continue to inspire you. Your aspiration will never run out because you can reset goals. When you get comfortable, you're not going to go find new fears to motivate you. It doesn't make any sense because that's why you were avoiding the fears in the first place. That's why you got successful. Many people, I think, get successful because they're sick of being afraid, they're sick of being scarce, but when you find, quote unquote, that first level of success, you're most likely not going to continue to level up because the fear is gone. So you really have to ask yourself the question of what's running me. For much of my life, it was scarcity. It was not abundance. It was not aspiration. It was how do I get out of where I am now? I wasn't looking at getting to the top of the mountain. I just wanted to go a little bit higher than I was. I wanted to get away from the things that I was around and that was a recipe for me not having the life of my dreams. Now, luckily, if I want to stay on this team and stay business partners with Alan, I have to grow forever. That has helped me turn that scarcity into a new level of aspiration. And if you are living from fear, living from scarcity, just check, check that. Because when you get the things that you're afraid of not having you're going to check in and say, I don't understand why I'm not motivated anymore because what was motivating you is taken care of. And when your basic human needs are taken care of, you have to lean into aspiration more than fear. So I had a friend of mine who for six years lived as a broke entrepreneur. And at one point he actually couldn't afford white rice and his girlfriend had to pay for it for him, which was a really, really ridiculously humbling moment for him. And then he grinded it out. He worked really hard. Eventually, he made one real estate deal out in California that made him $90,000. And he went from so scarce to where I bought his Chipotle when we were together. And he was so grateful because he's like, I don't know how I'm going to afford this Chipotle, which was like a $14 meal, like, of course. And he was so grateful for a $14 meal that he was like, thank you so much. Like, I don't know how I was going to pay for that to $90,000 being wired into his bank account in one shot. And he told me he had like a mini identity crisis because he had lived in scarcity for so long. And after that, he told me his motivation dipped drastically. Understandable. He was so motivated by four, uh, before by, I need to make money. I need to feed myself. I need to pay rent because I don't want my girlfriend to have to pay rent for me and I don't want to have to borrow more money from my parents and all that stuff. Being motivated by fear is necessary and important, but it cannot be the only motivator because when you become comfortable and when you make, whether it's 90 grand or 10 grand or 20 grand or five grand, when you go from, I can't afford Chipotle tonight, can you please get this for me? to you know, thousands of dollars in your bank account, trust me, the motivation might go away too. And Kevin and I have had really big months and we've had a couple scarce months and then we have really big months and it's, it's very, very cyclical. For Kevin and I, I think it's less cyclical than most because the trend line is up and because we are, quite frankly, more motivated by aspiration than we are by fear. 
I was on book club and I got asked a question on book club. Alan, I don't understand. How do you stay so motivated um, even when you're winning, when you're succeeding? You, you told us that you and Kevin are really doing well. And I had told everyone, I said, Kevin and I, quite frankly, if our only goal was to have a successful podcast, we could stop right now. And I don't mean stop the podcast, but like we could just do this. That's it. We could just record episodes. We already have a successful podcast. Statistically speaking, one of the most successful podcasts. Okay, I think we're top 1%, if not 1% of 1%. So if our only goal was to have a successful podcast, we could just coast this out. But that's not our goal. Our goal is to have the most positively impactful, holistic self-improvement podcast in history. And I told this person in book club, she's like, well, if you already have a successful podcast, how do you stay so motivated? I said, the moment we achieve, like, let's just imagine that Kevin and I somehow achieved that goal. We immediately had the most successful personal development podcast in the world. We just somehow achieved that goal. Like today, you would immediately see us set a higher goal immediately. Why? Because we want to grow. We want to stretch beyond our current capabilities. We want to contribute more, become more, have more, give more, serve more, become better. I was on the phone with a client earlier and I said two things. You're, you need to set goals that force you to maximize your potential because I can tell you're like me. You're never going to be fulfilled unless you're maximizing your potential. And I said, and by the way, the second thing is this. When you have really, really high standards, so this person in particular kept to provide context, is crushing it. Been with me for 11 months, has saved over 40 grand, about to put a down payment on a home. He's a young guy and he's killing it in the gym, killing it in his relationship, just moved in with his girlfriend, just passed his, I think, second or third engineering test, makes hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, works 72 hour weeks every week. He's in great shape. He's a stud. He's good looking, tracks his habits every single day, and he's ready to get into the real estate game. And I said, I want to warn you in advance, your standards intimidate people. There's going to be very few people at 24 tracking 12 habits a day. I want you to know that they don't dislike you. They're intimidated by your standards. And that's only going to get worse. This has only been 11 months. Imagine 11 years. So I digress. This person, though, is coaching with me and tracking their 12 habits, not because they're afraid of not paying their next check. This person makes hundreds of thousands of dollars. They're not afraid to not be able to pay their bills. They're coaching with me and tracking their habits every day because they want to be a multi-multi-millionaire in real estate. See, if you want to be a multi-millionaire in real estate and that's your actual aspiration, of course you're going to be more likely to coach with me. Of course you're going to be more likely to track habits every day. Of course you're going to be more likely to invest more money and make sure your interest rates are low on your debt and See, aspiration, I, I may be, you know, at this point, if you could pull a string on me, it would say aspirations are necessary for growth. It would say, like, I, I'm, I might be the world's biggest believer in, in big goals and dreams. Because if you don't have high aspirations, you don't have a reason why. You don't, you cannot unlock your true potential without aspiration. Here's why. If your only goal is to get a little bit better, a little bit better, you're most likely not going to have the why power and the necessity required to keep you growing. One more quick little point here, Kev. I had a client once. She came to me and she said, you know, 
I've been doing really well in business. I've been in business for like two years. And my I had some really big months. I had a couple $8,000 months, which for me were huge months. But they're very spotty and I've only done that like once or twice. I want to get to the point where I have $8,000 months every month. And I was like, okay, let's rock and roll. I had an honest conversation with her. I said, to, to be completely frank, I think your biggest struggle is consistency. Correct me if I'm wrong. From zero to 10, how consistent have you been in your life? And she said, honestly, consistency is my problem. I have ADHD. I struggle. You're absolutely right, Alan. I said, do you think I'm good at consistency? She said, yes. I said, okay, can you please trust me? I promise you I can help you be consistent. I promise. Just let me help you. Let me be the pain in the ass that you thank later. She said, okay, I trust you. I trust you. We created a system. She started being consistent, tiny tweaks. She was consistent, 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 couple falls falling off, and then consistent, consistent, consistent. She hit well above the $8,000 per month for three months straight. Here's the problem. She ended up leaving my coaching, and I no longer coach her, and I'm not sure how well she's doing now. Maybe she's doing better. I'm not sure. But the truth of the matter is, is that once people reach their goal with me, I notice they leave. And I didn't know this before, but it makes perfect sense. Once you hit your goal, why would you continue to coach? Why would you continue to read? Why would you continue to work out every day? Why would you continue to track your habits? If you do not have aspirations way beyond where you currently are, you are leaving impact on the table, you are leaving potential on the table, and you are definitely leaving money on the table, even if it doesn't seem that way. And that's really our point. You're, you're only going to be so motivated by fear for so long. And when the discomfort and the fear goes away, just like my friend with the 90 grand, what are you going to do then? Right? Fulfillment is a byproduct of maximizing your potential, and you can't do that without aspiration. I just You just can't. So group coaching was definitely an experience for me. Um, it's something that I had never been involved with before. Um, any kind of coaching aspect in my life, I wasn't really sure what to expect. Um, so I was hugely skeptical when um, I signed up and um, getting into the group and getting to know the people was, was really, really cool. Everybody's kind of moving towards the same goal. And um, I definitely started to see the value in what Kevin and Alan were presenting to us. Um, PPT for me was something that was really huge. I was looking for a system um, to help me kind of keep track of, of the things that I had to do every day to make sure that I was productive. Um, so I definitely saw the value in that right away. Um, deconstructing your goals and finding out what you need to do to get there. Um, and then laying it out and tracking it every single day. For me, that was huge. And it's something that I saw the value in even after the program was over. So um, I really enjoyed um, seeing everybody's growth and watching everybody kind of move in the same direction at the same time. Um, having that group chat on WhatsApp is hugely beneficial. Um, if you're scared or if you're struggling or if you're having a great day, it's just always there and we were always able to plug into the chat and we were talking to each other on our weeks off and I just I feel like I got so much value out of it and I am so grateful that I took the leap and I decided to join. Alan and I always joke about mobility and how we have some inside jokes when it comes to hey have you been doing your mobility you know when it's really easy to do mobility when you're feeling pain you know when it's yeah. really hard to do mobility when everything just seems like it's working and then that's the cycle. The cycle is you stop doing what got you to the dance. You, you tweak something in the gym. You're like, oh man, I got to do mobility. And then it's just, it's rinse and repeat forever. You really, 
at some point we'll do another episode on the five M's of next level motivation. We'll have to do that at some point, but you've got to understand what's motivating you. Last story before we go. I know somebody who's very, very motivated by dating. And this person happens to be interested in the opposite sex. So anytime this person has a prospective mate, they're very, very motivated. 100%, all in on everything. But <clears throat> when this person meets somebody or when they lose that opportunity to have a prospective mate, they lose their motivation. And it's just a dangerous game. All of the, the ways to be motivated, you really have to be motivated by aspiration and maximizing your potential because everything else kind of fades. And let's let's put it this way, you'll never actually maximize your potential. So you'll always have that motivation. It'll We're never gonna have everything that we want. I mean, we'll have a lot of the things we want, but like Alan said, when we do have them, we'll set bigger goals. And those goals will force, force us to become more. So you can't really, you can't get comfortable that way. And I think that's just an important distinction. Go ahead. What's your one takeaway from this? If you had to leave our listeners with one tangible takeaway from this core idea, this big idea, what would it's it be? So, I, told you, I told Alan before when we were getting ready to do this, I said it's such a simple concept, but there's a lot of different layers to it. So it's really hard to, it's hard to take just one point out. Oftentimes, I would say oftentimes the most powerful the most powerful motivator is also the least sustainable one. That's what I would say. Fear, if you're getting chased by a bear, you're going to run faster. You just oh, not. Sure. But you're also going to have an extreme adrenaline dump after and you're, you're going to be jeffed. And, you know, <laughs> th there's the stories of, of moms who flip over cars when their babies are under the car. Like that is a, that fear, that adrenaline, it can do wonderful things, but people don't talk about the fact that they probably tore a bunch of muscles and they were in the hospital after that. So the thing that can motivate you I think of it like rocket fuel. It burns it burns hot, it propels quick, it it gets you there, but then it burns out. And when it burns out, there's no more and you got to find more. So that's what I would say. Just just really check in with what's motivating you because it might not be serving you. It might not be serving you at the level you think because when you do get to your goal, then you're going to have to you're going to have to go through this entire conversation with yourself where if you catch it early on, you can change and it'll help you create a more sustainable plan. What about you? So I do this all the time with my clients, Kev, all the time. And any, any of my clients would attest to that. I say, when were you the most on point? Like just the most, you were just killing it. You were just the most driven, most on point, most motivated, most consistent, most next level version of yourself. Like when? And they usually think back and they're like, okay, yeah, yeah. So I'll use Brandon as an example because he wouldn't mind. Uh, Brandon's on the team. I coach the team. So Brandon said, back when I was the captain of the football team, I was so on point, Alan. And I said, okay, let's unpack why. They had common goals and aspirations. You had a team around you counting on you. You're in a leadership position, right? You have structure and discipline and coaches. I can go, I actually dissected it for him. There's That's a whole nother episode. But what I want everyone to say is right now, mm. when I ask that question, Kev, what I want people to say is when I say, when were you the most on point, just crushing it, just killing it? Yeah. I want them to say, honestly, right now. And when I ask that question, a lot of times I get that and I say, okay, awesome. How do we get a little bit more? What's 1% tweak on that? So my main takeaway is this, where have you already reached your goal and you've become lackadaisical? lackadaisical never wins 
Nothing grows on the fence. So I wrote this down. Here's the lesson. Everyone's motivated by discomfort and fear a little bit, and that's okay. But aspiration never runs out. Your aspirations will dictate your standards, and your standards will dictate your results. If you want to just wake up in the morning and be a little healthier, that's very different than I want to be an Olympic athlete. I'm not saying you have to want to be an Olympic athlete. What I'm saying is, what is that for you? What, what do you want to be world-class at? Where have you allowed a lack of aspiration to leak into your life? Because if the past is your best and the future is not, it's called nihilism, it's called hopelessness, and it's depressing. And, and this is universal. All different cultures, all different backgrounds, all different countries, all different people, all different industries. I coach people all over the world. So grateful. I'm telling you, when you believe on any level that the past was the best and the future is not better than that, it becomes this this hopelessness and it starts to creep in and it becomes a lackadaisical, non-motivated place that I don't want people at Next Level University to really experience. So maybe up your goals a little bit. Not even maybe. Up your goals a little bit. Figure out where you don't have enough aspiration and I'm telling you, inject that aspiration and maybe it's just you don't believe in yourself enough. I don't I don't care if you have to pretend at first in it to believe in yourself. Pretend to believe in yourself at first. Set a bigger goal and then work towards that incrementally. Um, and reach out if you need help. This is a good frame, Alan. If a lot of people think like, I want to make X amount of dollars this year, right? And then they make that and then it's kind of like, oh, cool, that was that was awesome. I would say set a goal for how much money you want to donate this year and make it a goal that you know is a stretch goal. That's aspiration. There is no scarcity when it comes to donating money unless you're scarce on the other side, which I very much understand. I've been that way much in the past, but that that's something I'm going to do. I'm I think I should sit down with Taryn and say, hey, what what do we want to donate? That's because that's aspiration. That's pure aspiration. Books for Babes. We actually have a goal to double every year. Yeah. So the first year was 800. The second year we wanted to shoot for 2,000, which was more than double. And next year, this Christmas, we're going to try to shoot for 4,000, which is going to be challenging. But it's. It, it's always beyond our capabilities, even if we miss. I mean, we only we only donated this year 1600 or 1700 and we were shooting for 2000 So technically we lost, quote unquote, but that's way more than we would have donated if we aimed low. For sure. So it's really cool. If we cool. decided awesome. not to do it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. For sure. Next Level Nation, tomorrow, episode number 941. I think if I'm off on the numbers, I'll make sure Friday's episode, I know for sure. Last week's live Q&A, how do you process your fears in order to live in a place of abundance. And if you're listening to this, we are still in April. As you know, you can make $100. Think of this. Think of this. You can make $100 for one minute of your time. All you have to do is click the link in our show notes, and it will take you to the platform you're listening to this show on to review. So if you leave us a review, you'll be entered into a drawing to a $100 Amazon gift card. We will choose one lucky winner at the end of April, and it could be you. So please, 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 if you believe in us, if you believe in what we're doing, if you want us to help more people, please leave us a review. It helps us find more awesome people like you. Screenshot it, DM Kevin or myself on any platform, and you'll be entered to win that $100 Amazon gift card. Also, Group 6 is closing this week. The very first session is on April 19th. At this point, we have eight people locked. There are two spots available when this when this recording drops. I'm not actually certain we'll have a spot, but reach out to us and check and make sure that we do. The link is in the show notes. 
And worst case scenario, if you can't get a spot on group six, you might be able to get one on group seven or we'll lock your spot for group seven rather. So reach out to Kevin or myself if you have any question. We've graduated 50 people. So we have 50 people who we can send you their Instagram handles. We've gotten permission in advance and you can ask them what their experience was. That's how much we believe in this program. You will be more consistent in a group than you will solo. I've seen it a thousand times. Just trust me on that, whether it's the NLU team or it's in Next Level Nation or it's in our different WhatsApp communities or it's in-group coaching. Everyone is more consistent as a team when they track their habits as a team. That's what this is. Group six closes this week. Get in as soon as possible. And by the way, if you think it's super overpriced or anything like that or money's an issue, that's not the case because we actually are allowing you to pay for a six-month plan. You can pay all up front. You can pay three months or you can pay six months. And the sixth month one is only $75 per month. So it's very, very affordable. And you to lock your spot, you just have to pay that first month. Next Level Nation, as always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuitKid, and Alan is at ALazarus88. Also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow.